our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back. It's nice to see you. I hope your 2024 is still going strong and your resolutions are still intact. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Hello everybody. Happy Epstein's List Day to everybody. Today is... Is it? It's today. Here's the thing. I didn't, I knew this Epstein guy. I knew he was no good. I don't want to, you know, take a lot of like, I was on the fort, but I knew, I think we all knew this wasn't a good guy. And then I didn't learn anything more. A lot of guys with bald heads and giant beards who were ready to tell me about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I didn't learn anything about him. And then on New Year's Eve, uh, the Babel and the wife, we celebrated mm-hmm. English New Year's Eve, 7 o'clock p.m. on the East Coast. We counted down yeah. the English New Year. I used an accent that of course you did. people would have hated. And then they went to bed, and I thought, now is time to spend five straight hours figuring out what's going on with this whole Epstein Island controversy. Yeah, now here, hold on. <laughs> what, what accent were you using that you're sure people would have hated? And so what I've been doing today is, uh, it's t- today's Tuesday, it's the second. This is the yeah. day that the long rumored list of 150, 200 people are coming out. And uh, that's as I ran my errands pre-show, that's how I'm, that's how I'm conversing out in public. Are Give us the, the list. Are you the cashier? I go, hey, happy Epstein's list day. Who do you think is going to be on it? I've spent a lot of time asking people who don't know what I'm talking about, who's going to be on? Who That's smart. Y- Tell me what you think Prince Andrew has done. I'm, all of a sudden, yeah. I'm deep in the FTV. It's not out yet. As of this recording, Interesting. That's something, that's something that you and Prince Andrew have in common. You're don't. deep. Don't. Oh, okay. 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 Don't, don't you dare. What I have, there's a whole, I just learned, I think you and I, uh, can I speak for both of us? I, no, absolutely not. I've, ah. I've fallen for this before. I think that we both believe that the monarchy is a dismal pile of dog shit. We, I just think it's weird that there's still a, a king and queen. Yeah, we're, you may be an enemy of the, state, of the church, but sure. I think we're, we as a show, I think I'm ha- I, we're an enemy of the monarch. We haven't taken any actions. But I just think it's silly. I don't want any part of it. I think all your yeah. inbred pomp and circumstance, you know, your fucking well, cotillions and shit. I don't know if the cotillions are in the South, but that's all one group. I'm not sure. The only thing I'm sure about is you don't get a nose and ears like that without fucking a cousin somewhere in the family tree. And so 
I didn't know much about these guys, uh, but when I was learning about old Epstein, I learned about this whole Prince Andrew fella. He seems not great. I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's on his podcast right now. Like, hey, oh, it's Epstein list day. I think he's having a very different day. Sure. Well, you can't. You you know right. You're not born with people. Right, strangers, not even your parents, but strangers going, you're going to rule the land one day. <laughs> and then not think that your shit doesn't stink and you can't put a finger in a kid. Were, were you at our house on New Year's Eve? That sounded very familiar. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm you're sure exactly. You're going to be the greatest baby in all of the land. Yeah, Let's well, count when, it down. When you said that it was going to be an accent that people weren't going to like, I thought you were like, I'm from England, motherfucker. <laughs> like something like that. Yo, bitch. It's English New Year. No, I wasn't doing yes. anything like that. But we'll yeah, so I, we'll see who's on it. What I can tell you is I believe it'll set off a chain reaction of people both justifying and criticizing. Like, just like, because I think because we're so split politically and culturally, mm -hmm. and here's the thing about creepy pervs. They're all over the place, baby. Yeah, and nobody wants them on their team. That's going to be the interesting part because it's going to be like, this person's on there, but Obama isn't? Or this person's on there and Trump... You know, it's going to be one of those things. You're going to pick your guy mm -hmm. and you're going to wonder why someone's on there and then someone isn't. Or, and this will be the more fun one, you're going to criticize someone who's on there and then defend someone else who's on there. And that's... What I'm looking forward to, and I, I will tell you, I understand that I have come to recognize, how, what percentage of humans do you think are hypocrites? Oh, 90? You think that it's that low? Yeah, I was going to actually, once I said 90, I, I wanted to put an ellipses after it and just go, nine? 99? <laughs> I think so. I, I'm a high-level hypocrite. I, and I, I think I knew that. But I had a really mm -hmm. sobering hypocritical moment where I go to PT on Wednesdays. My Wednesday physical therapy starts at 7.30 a.m. Okay. And so England, in England, that's 5.30, no, midnight 30. Why would I have done that? Why did I try to... Can I tell you something? You, like doing math Andrew, on the, you doing math on the fly is not going to go great amazing at math i'm just not amazing at doing it and midnight speaking. 30 is where you ended okay all right yep you're good at math so i have to get up with old stiff body bones i get up a couple hours early yep get in that hot shower for for an amount of time that would make you believe i don't believe like the planet could ever run out of resources Oh, because, yeah, I know for a fact that it was 42 degrees here on Christmas in, in Minnesota, which it's never been in my whole life. And uh, I did I want to send you a text message, both Merry Christmas and thank you for those showers, because it's working. <laughs> so I, I get up, I take my long shower, and then I just basically haunt my house while it's still dark outside, because I can't really mm -hmm. turn the TV on and wake anybody up. So I eat a breakfast and just kind of like exist in my home while it's dark and everybody's What asleep. kind of breakfast do you eat that's quiet enough for people to stay sleeping? Because I picture you eating breakfast that gets blended. I eat, what I do is I eat a, I hate how right you are about this. 
I thank eat, you. I eat a couple of little like little self-serve sized bags of plantain chips, and I do eat those in our pantry closet as to not let my crunch disrupt anyone's uh, slumber. When I was married, that's how I would eat ice cream after midnight, after everyone had gone to bed. I would, I would have the freezer. You know how they have like the freezer door that opens fully on the left and the refrigerator opens fully on the right? Yeah. I would have the freezer door open standing behind it to shield people's vision. So if I heard anyone coming, I could quickly put the ice cream back into the freezer and pull out some sort of vegetable or pretend like I was getting ice for a midnight water. I think that's both smart and contextual. It's extremely unhealthy. Smart and that contextualizes a lot of the things we know. Uh, the second thing I do is I prepare a smoothie and then yeah, we have... I knew it. I we have two ninja it. blenders and one of them is out in the garage. <laughs> that, is where I, that is where I use my my stuff yeah i really love that your neighbors are like size always up in the morning cutting wood he's got a big project going on and it's just you making blenders to not wake your baby up i love it <laughs> oh my god it felt so good to say baby so oh, then I get heavens. In the car at like 6 45 7 a.m still dark out here in this part of the country at that okay. time and uh, a couple weeks ago i was driving and somebody, you know, all those back roads, I go over the river and I literally go over the river and through the woods. Yeah, you do. And somebody got behind me and I'm driving above the speed limit. And this person acted like I was going eight miles per hour. Horse in a buggy. Yeah, I get it. Just insane honking. And so then I slowed down to 20. Mm -hmm. Because there's nowhere to go because Ohio, when they built their roads, they said, what if we didn't make shoulders to the roads? Right. What if what if you went off? If you go past the white line, your car could tip. What if yeah. we did that? Yeah. When when the Duke boys are running bourbon, we want to make sure that Rasco Pico train can just make his car sideways and block the entirety of the road. So then... Uh, and that guy zoomed around me and I hoped he'd get arrested and the whole nine, it becomes this whole big project. And then this past week when I went in, I got stuck behind someone and I could have executed him. I was so angry. I was like, fuck you. What do you do? And the, when somebody's behind me, it's like, where the fuck do you need to be at this time of morning? Plan better, leave yeah. earlier. And a week later, I'm like, fucking go absolutely go, you dumb piece of shit go yeah i will tell you this you run a stop sign or a red light to get in front of me and then go slowly i am going to touch your car with the front of my car i'm gonna do it i'm going to get so f i'm so you when you start to break you go oh my god my brakes don't work because i'm pushing you because fuck you dude if are you in a hurry or are you not in a hurry you don't get to have it, I'm in a hurry right now, but now I'm not. Now that I'm on my favorite road, I can take my sweet-ass time and enjoy the scenery. I had to get on this road so quickly because the, the angle of the sun illuminates my favorite home in this village. It's like, fuck you, man. Get going. Either, either you're in a hurry or you're not in a hurry. That's all I have Pick a path. You. Pick a path. 
make a decision. Yes. Thank you. So you mentioned resolutions. Yes. Are you are you a are you a resolutions guy? Um, I mean, I I am, but it's not like uh, it's not like you know these big things that I think I'm going to hold on to for the year. It's just riding the ship after the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Like I I would um, I said you know if anybody has a dessert that that holds nostalgia or they're very proud of, I will have a little and then, uh, okay. And then so you did a, you did a little vacation week, smorgas dessert, smorgasbord. Well, here's smorgasbord. Yeah. That can't be right. I mean, it's not, but it's, uh, you made it sound even more, uh, Swedish. Hey y'all, if y'all bring your possum tails and wiki wax, I'm going to have dessert smorgasbord for a holiday this year. Well, as you know, when I uh, when I introduce anything to my life, it's like, hey, we're going to. I mean, when I gamble on football, I don't lose. You, you hear people go, "Oh, I lost fifty dollars this week," or "Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, I bet one dollar on a ten-team parlay and won forty-seven dollars." It's like I don't give a shit. That doesn't get my blood going. Ethan has been doing this thing where he. I know you know this, but I just learned this. After every single week of the football season, he would just message you a thing about his Sunday so he could get the Chad gambling reaction content. He didn't yeah. even need you to see about his thing. He right. just has a time. I think he has an alarm set for Monday morning sure, at 10 a.m. It feels like it. He goes, I did this. What did you do, Chad? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I've had some very big weeks big weeks i've had some big weeks but i also in order to take big swings you gotta dump some dough and so uh you know and and that's just how i do things because if i'm watching a game and there's like a hail mary for me to Hold either on. win or lose when you die if the fucking like front of your what do they call it Great. funeral pamphlet oh okay no if your funeral pamphlet, somebody who is in charge of those, tell us what those are. Anyway, go ahead, send an email in to middleofsomewhere at gmail.com. Tell us what those funeral pamphlets are called. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> for your funeral pamphlet, it's your picture. It looks like it's in like a frame, right? The circular outline. Right. The top of it, it says Chad, middle name, Daniels. Uh-huh. And then underneath it, it just says, if you're going to take some big swings, you got to dump some dough. <laughs> yeah, that does sound very Epstein Island. That's the, by, let's, it's time to change funerals. All funerals should be, you get, okay, go with me. I, this is a large scale pitch and I'm, I'm buying time right now to, pour, to like formulate it properly. But here's my new funeral pitch. I can hear people okay. fast forwarding. Go ahead. So what I think should happen is everyone who loves that person. Now, now I think it has to be friends and like sibling, like, because I think there are people when somebody dies and I think it has to be non-tragic deaths. Should I put more like disclaimers on this? So non-tragic deaths, right? Yep. Sure. I think, and the people who fall into the not just like destroyed bereaved so when you die for example right 
I don't know that your kids will be eligible for this. Oh, I promise they will be. But maybe your friends, your sister, your, your you know, that, your cousins. Sure. We all... We all enter into a lottery. We pitch a lot of lotteries on this show, by the way. I, I we love it, our lotteries. I believe in fairness. We're big lottery folk. I believe in fairness. So the email goes out like, hey, if you, win, if you want in on the Chad pamphlet, you know, free for all lottery, hit us here, you know, submit. Yeah. And then it goes out and say it's 10, 12 spots. There's places kind of at stadiums, you know, where people buy like Coke bought this section of the right. right yeah so you are entering the lottery to try to get a section of chad's funeral pamphlet yeah and so on the front of the pamphlet we have chad middle name daniels uh, underneath it may be a nickname right dad right. Chaniels, something fun yeah. like that first page traditional this is what he did in his life this is a real obituary right. Nin 1975 to 2067 and then and then I love that age for you. And I love that. I do too. I love that age for this bit, for sure. That's a good. Did I, did I do the math right? Oh, 1968. I beg your pardon. I'm going to live to 93. And then all the rest of the pages, we have all been given the opportunity to put something in there that we know Chad said out loud at some point. So the rest of it, oh wow, yeah, they're all yeah. quotes that you actually said, but picked from by the people who love you. It's it's not necessarily a yeah. roast pamphlet, but it's more of a truth roast pamphlet. It's basically like the back of a book, except instead of everyone writing quotes about your book, it's shit that you've said that people remember. Yes, yeah. I love that. See how I did that? And uh, I did that in less than five seconds. I think. <laughs> That's like saying, don't do that, because that's like saying the guy who makes the interception on the eight-yard line, I run it all the way back to the five, and I'm getting tackled, and you're like, throw it to me. And then I pitch it to you, and you score the touchdown. You're like, I only had to run five yards, dipshit. Like, we, we yeah. really team-efforted that. Um, so anyway, so when I, when I introduce something to my life, it is, I'm all in. Yeah. Right? So when I start with this thought, hey, if you, have some, if you have a dessert that's important to you, I'll try some. Next thing you know, I'm melting down white chocolate chips to dip any piece of fruit in the fucking refrigerator in it. I have Oreos. I'm not even trying to make them look nice. I'm putting a dollop of ori i mean of of white chocolate onto and not a dollop like a dollop that could have been for three oreos i'm dumping it on top so it cascades over the edges so when you pick it up it looks like a black hole surrounded by a cloud i mean it's a lot of white chocolate so now i'm just stuffing stuff in my face and i go here's what i'm gonna do january 1st i'm not i'm done mm -hmm. i'm done with sugar again for at least three months which is very, very doable. And so far I'm on day two and everything's going great. But, uh, but the problem is, you know, it, it's getting close to midnight and uh, Olivia's boyfriend, Sweet Sweet Cole, is like, uh, well, no more sugar in, in three minutes. And I go, no, no, no. So now I'm even, I'm re-bargaining. I'm like, that's not how it works. My days don't end till I go to sleep. So now I'm picturing myself on a meth bender <laughs> 
just trying to stay up for three more days to eat more sugar. It's a fucking nightmare, man. It is so crazy. So I am, my resolution you asked, it is to stay off of, uh, just not be on sugar. And then, and I say on sugar, like it's a drug. Cause I truly believe it is sure to not be on sugar. And then to, uh, try to be better at social media. Which has been a huge. I've fought. I've fought against it. I've raged against the machine for years and years, using my age and when I started comedy as an excuse, as a as a conversation starter. Like <clears throat> when I started comedy, it just had to be funny. Well, guess what, old man? That's not how it works. So you, I, I am going to have to adjust a little, a little bit, and I'm trying my hardest. And uh, that one. I'll be off sugar for longer than that one lasts. I can When I you. started comedy, nobody talked in the movies. They just moved. What's up with all this talking? Yes. No one's going to exactly. like this. What are these people, idiots? Oh, my God. Make me laugh with your arms, not your mouth. I like, I really like, and I think we've discussed this on the show before, but I like how you can not only have a cheat day, but you can have like a cheat when you have a cheat day, within that cheat day, there is a specific extra cheaty, cheaty window. Like where... <laughs> <laughs> cheaty, cheaty window. Where when we went to... Ja Because we when one of the times you were down here, we've talked about this before, but we had food and we decided to go to the Walgreens to get snacks. And that was kind of like a cheat day, a traditional... This is a long time yeah. ago. This is a couple long time years ago. ago. It was a pretty traditional cheat day, though. Like, have a good, like, right. rich meal. I think it was a pasta restaurant. Get some ice cream snacks. Yep. But I remember Ethan yep. and I, when we found out, like, we went upstairs, I think, to grab a glass of water. And we came back downstairs. And we're like, how much did you just have? Like, you you really, you had a really cheaty, cheaty segment within the cheat day. I get it in yeah. there. I get it in there. I like, to, I like to level off at about 10,000 calories worth of sugar on a cheat day. Yeah. Because that gets my, I call it stoking the furnace, which in my head, it means that my body's going to have to really go into overdrive to, to fire those calories off, right? And so then the next day when I have a normal amount of calories, or calories that, that furnace is still stoked, so I'm burning those calories like crazy. Now, Smart. is there any science behind this? Absolutely not. Can't prove there I is completely reason. made it up. To make myself feel better about eating three pints of ice cream. Have you ever met someone that can open a pint of ice cream, have a couple bites, and put it back in the freezer? Fuck you, bro. Not interested in your self-control. I Should we, next time you're down here, have we ever... So does this no ice cream thing, can you use... Or this no sugar thing? Because I have one of the creamy ice cream making machines. We were just talking about that the other, the other day ago. And... I think that we could, I think you could do ice cream that's not, you could use alternative sweeteners. Like, yeah, I think I've just explained to you that I can't do stuff like that. I can't, hey, try this IPA that I got. Next thing you know, I'm halfway through a bottle of bourbon. That's not how it works with me. I don't, I can't have a, an alternative sweetener ice cream. And then also, I'm not, I'm not willing to sacrifice uh, the hard work I've put in on an alternative sweetener. Hey, try this coconut milk ice. It's like, I, I'm not interested in that shit. I, I, if I'm going to have ice cream, I'm going to have ice cream because that's what tastes the best. I don't want a knockoff version of ice cream. I love it. I think it's a very, it's very gluttony or torture. It's not, but it's, here's the thing. It's not torture. 
because I feel when I don't have sugar, I feel so much better in every aspect of my life. So the fact that I know that and still have ice still cream, mass sugar, it's almost like gluttony and torture on the same side and then just happiness on the other side. It is pretty crazy that I choose to do that to myself sometimes. I love that social media is on the forefront of your plan. And I think it shouldn't mm. just be in producing a more sound social media plan because that's what I'm hearing. When I hear you talk, that is what I'm getting. Like, I need to be better for my career. I I just want butts and seats, man. That's it. I want you. And I think, here's it. I think it's so great. Let, can we just take a pause in the show? Can I just give a quick shout out? I sure, I guess. I want a big shout out to all the comedians in 2023 who put out crowd work cra uh, clips. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Was that... A Freudian slip there. I just, Dr. Freud, I want you to know, Dr. Freud, that I think your social media clips are crap. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I just, I love that um, the art form of stand up comedy has now barreled down to a bunch of people feeding a machine that decides what's good or not. And then that machine has decided that the thing that's good will also in turn destroy audiences uh, that you perform in front of. Like I hated the good old days back in back when you're like six of my eight shows were good this week and two of them were terrible. I'm more of like a six bad. I need people shouting yeah. at me all the time. So big shout out to all you crowd crowd work guys out there. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. Long live the algorithm. Uh, long live the robot <laughs> gatekeeper. Art is thriving. And I love it. So I'm, uh, but back to my point about social media. But again, huge shout Wait out. A second. Huge shout out yeah, to the. You, to, so you love it. So you do love, you do love going to do a show. You do love getting out of your house and driving 40 minutes to do a show so that people who have only been conditioned on comedy on social media think that why is this guy just talking into the microphone while people are laughing how come he's not talking to one particular person and making fun of one aspect of their life yes this makes no sense to me it is weird because i remember i've spent a lot of time in my life trying to get better at storytelling and now those stories better be under a minute and a half or you're fucking fucked lade you're gonna have to take all of the laughs out of the joke in order to make your clip 90 seconds or less. I'm going to tell you something. Kelsey and I just watched John Panette's uh, joke about going to a Chinese buffet and the owners yelling at him to kick him out. And in order to get that clip down to 90 seconds, all of the laughter is cut out. This is, this is an iconic yeah. bit. In, in stand-up comedy, and all of the laughter's cut out, so it sounds like a very plump human being is just being extremely racist towards Asians. It's so fucking crazy, because if you watch the joke, it is full of love and full of, like, going back and forth with these owners because he knows he's at fault, but you do not get that from the clip. It is so fucking insane what we've decided to do. No, I think it's really great. I love the way it's, and I, you know, it's what's really fun is taking a multi-year break. The last time I did stand up, I put out an album. Um, that's how long ago I put out 
uh, not we've progressed past albums into everybody has a special. So it's a really right. unique, uh, you know, to have been back there and come back in. You can watch mixed reviews on YouTube right now. Mixed reviews available on YouTube. And I also, uh, what do you, when I do an album, what, what's it got about five tracks on it? Six, I, I put together, I don't have the ability. You know how you're like, I've worked really hard on telling stories. I need to work really hard on not taking a joke. That story I told about the the guy and being a hypocrite and all that stuff, like on the road, yeah. I could do 20 minutes on that. That would be not great. That's the only way I know how to do comedy. So I, again, huge shout out. I love the mass interruptions. Um, I think... You know, I just think art, the art of stand-up is going really great. So thank you, crowd work people. But no, just just let me quickly. I'm going to tell you one thing that I think you're going to think is very funny. And this is exact. This is illustrates this point. Exactly. I was doing a show and a woman yelled something at me and I go, I'm not recording this show. And she goes, oh, just to let you know, Ooh. like that people, people are it's almost like they're trying to be part of these clips now. It's not almost like they're trying to be part of these clips. It's the gr so let's uh, God, people hate it when you're serious about anything, but buckle up, everybody. I believe I believe all those the children are the people future treat them right. Yeah, let them lead the way. So I think let's go with think think has a lot more wiggle room in it. Let's move off of belief <laughs> and let's move, let's move over to the old think tank. Mm -hmm. So I think that, and the only art form you and I know is stand-up comedy. And we also know satirical country music, but that's, I don't know that that's as respected as stand-up. Sure. But so I think everyone involved with an art form carries a certain amount of responsibility in helping train and dick train an audience to understand what is of value and dictate what is high level not now within that there's everybody's different some people like big bang theory some people like the office some people like you know the, the, any some people like gabriel Iglesias. some people like shane gillis right i'm not right. i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about this person sucks that person's good i'm saying there's an amount of effort and and work and skill and time that goes into the craft of entertaining someone for an hour and whether i mm -hmm. like somebody's jokes or not like that effort shows an audience that goes this is what you deserve you deserve this effort and then the great clubs like you and i are monumentally spoiled we came up at acme the great right. clubs train their audiences to understand like when you go to acme Right. When you go to the our favorite clubs around the countries, like the mm -hmm. countries, when you go to our favorite clubs around the countries. So those clubs, Lewis essentially taught people what they should expect. And so when we've said this forever, right. when people go to Acme, they are rarely coming to see the name on the marquee. They're often coming to see who Acme put up because yeah. Acme's brand. Yes. yes. And so I think we all exist in this world where we all share this responsibility of influencing and showing people what good art in our art form is. 
And mm -hmm. no one likes to get more frustrated about that than comedians. When we go to a club that doesn't do that, when we have a show that sucks, we are the, we are get so fucking angry, but yet it took one like, hey, the machine wants bullshit. And everybody's like, yeah, fucking bullshit. And now <laughs> we have eviscerated that, like, I don't know. We've just destroyed our own ability to create a good world, hoping we would get famous off crowd work clubs. And you're not gonna. You're just not gonna. No one's gonna. Why did you just put your hood up and sunglasses on and start writing with a pencil into a notebook? Hey, uh, I, I completely agree with you, right? I mean, you have amazing joke writers, not even joke writers, show writers. You watch Gary Goleman's Born on Third Base. You watch Mike Birbiglia's fucking, kind of anything on have Netflix. Have you seen Marin's From Dark to Bleak? No. Holy but I mean, you have all, fucking shit. You have all these people that write these brilliant shows and then what we're seeing on the internet is somebody where like there's feedback in the mic and the comedian goes, oh, I must have got that too close to your canyon of a pussy. <laughs> One billion likes. You broke the internet. Oh, my God. Now, are there people super good at crowd work? Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Ian Bag, Phil Hanley is Pardo? outrageous. Bag, Pardo, Hanley, yeah. Part Hanley I'm gonna Pardo. Throw, listen, I'm going to throw our, Kelsey Cook in there. Our boy Rand. Our boy Rand yes. is very good Absolutely. at Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that um, the, 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 there are people that are so good at it, but what's, it's like, uh, you know, I, I heard a, I was talking to a photographer one time and there's two clubs in this city and I was at one club and someone else was at another club very famous crowd work person. And I said, uh, how are those shows? And the photographer goes, dude, it's pretty crazy. This person does 20 minutes of material and then 60 minutes of like asking the crowd individually questions. Yeah. And it, it's so bad at certain points, but they will get one good one. And that's what you see on the internet. So that's what you think the show's going to be, but you go to the show and you're like, there are so many swings and misses, and everybody knows if you're going to take a big swing, you got to dump some dough. You got to. Everybody knows. Everybody. That. People are saying. Everybody. That. Knows Everyone. That. If knows you haven't that. been, if you haven't been to my funeral, please understand. If you're gonna take a big swing, you got to dump, dump some, some dough. dough. Absolutely. I'll add one more thing, uh, since that was such a nicely uh, bowed ending, and we could have just moved on. Um, I, I think the other thing that sucks is I like, I like doing crowd work when the show calls for it. Yes. It's like, Oh, that's, that's a great point. It's this magical of, thing that yeah. I like when you're in a good room and something happens and you create a moment that will never exist again. It only exists for right. you and the people in this, but that's what I fucking love about it. It's only for us. And those, that's the thing that people go, God, fucking damn it. Material was good. And we had that cool moment. I'm gonna come see him again. But I don't want right. to share that with anyone. And I hate that that's what we're sharing. Because now it's just, it's we're out there fishing for crowd work. Yeah. And, and anytime I see a comedian doing that, I just think in my head, a hunting we will go, a hunting we will go, hi-ho the dario, a hunting we, and it's like, uh, I don't even listen to what they're saying, because it's like, this is what you're going for. You're absolutely trying to get a clip. And to me, I understand that that's what works now, but that's just not, it's like, um, 
I don't know. It's just like bending to the system. It's so I was somebody explained it to me this way and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, and I'd say the person's name, but I don't know if they like, it's nothing bad, but I, I hate taking, you know, like, this is what they think about all these fucking idiots. Jeffrey Epstein. It's Jeffrey Epstein. I knew it. God damn it. Can I and tell you said, something crazy? Prince Andrew. I'm on the list. I'm on the list. Was that, did they, was now, is this where we find out they had a special treat segment of the island? Did they have a dessert smorgasbord? Yeah. yeah. I was like, hey guys, the underage girls are over here. And then um, white chocolate. <laughs> A white chocolate fondue set with Oreos and fruit is over here. And I'm like, oh, fucking fondue me, dude. All right. Uh, looks like the list is in. Okay, we're going to go through. It looks like we got Prince Andrew. A lot of senators on here. Oh, my God. Is that a Russian oligarch? And down here in the treats section, we have comedian Chad Daniels in the treats section of the Epstein Island list. Yeah, that's right. That's a fucking good white chocolate over there. The... I think you should also spend... Oh, I was going to tell you the thing that the person said. They said, back when everything's entertainment, art, it evolves, like, it's inevitable. But back when you started, and it was a little different when I started, because you were in the 70s, late 70s, and then I was in the 2000s. Early, actually, early 70s. Early 70s, and then I was yeah. in the 2000s. Uh, the, there were air quotes, gatekeepers, the people who got to right. decide, this person books premium blend, this person books the half hours, this person books Conan, this person books Letterman, Eddie Brill book Letterman, JP, you know, our, we love JP, he booked Conan, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, all these people. And so they, you know, I think some comedians thought, well, these are the gatekeepers. These are the people who decide who gets to get famous because that's, you know, it used to be you get famous on Carson and then, right. you know, then it was, you had to get a lot of stuff and really grow. And mm -hmm. so people who decide who get jobs or who get opportunities are viewed as gatekeepers and the democratization of content on the internet has led to a lot of really cool things. A lot of our friends have built careers that they wouldn't have been able to build. You know, right. I, it's yep. the people often deciding what's good. Dan Cummins is the best example, right? Yeah, absolutely. But the other side of it is all these people who celebrated the death of the gatekeepers. I don't know that they understand like now their new gatekeeper is just a fucking machine. It's yeah. it's an algorithm that actually doesn't have taste. Like when I was when, you know, I don't know if you ever worked with Eddie Brill, but when I was working on a set for Letterman, there like it was very clear that he had a certain that show had a certain taste. And, right. and you had to go back and forth on it. And you might go, oh, I, I actually don't like this or I do like this. But now it's just a fucking machine that's feeding, hey, he, click here for Canyon Pussy crowd work. It's just, yeah, I don't know, the, the lack of... Which, by the way, killed, killed. The lack of tastemaker is an extra part of that. Yeah, I think so too. And I never did. Um, here, here's where my head is. I never sent Eddie Brill uh, a set. He asked me a couple times because I knew that if Letterman rejected, like the, Letterman the show, not the man, Letterman the show rejected me, and that would have sent me on a, I, I don't know if I would have kept doing comedy. So I'm like, I'm going to let this one sit because I put I put that show on such a pedestal that if that one would have said no, I would have been like, okay, then, then I shouldn't be doing this. 
So instead of giving them the opportunity to do that and taking a big swing and dumping some dough, I decided not to even send it because I didn't want I didn't want to hear no from them. We I don't know that we've talked about this on this show, um, and we're not we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but because uh, we don't the details aren't super important. <laughs> but there is n- nothing I cared about more than Letterman. I felt the exact yeah. same way. And uh, young Papa Bear here worked a yeah, set. Dump some dough. That's right. I worked a set all the way to like we're in the process of like just come on, we're so close. Let's just say yes. And then old daddy lost his job. Yeah. So that was, it wasn't on me, so I didn't need to quit. But that right. was a punch so squarely hard in the taint. Yeah, I mean, now JP came through with Conan and every, and right, of course. the greatest, the greatest. That was the greatest. But yeah. I, I have to tell you, so Isaac Witte, um, comedian I started with back at Acme, um, and then... He's he's doing comedy again. Took took a break, doing comedy again, and so happy for him. But he got Letterman, and we were all just over the moon for him. We were like, "Oh my god, dude, this is gonna be so amazing!" I can't remember what happened, but I think Letterman got sick. Was it was the heart surgery, right? Oh, maybe. But Tom Green guest hosted, (laughs) and so so you know how big of cocksuckers comedians can be. Anytime, anytime. Uh, Isaac would use that what credit as you know I like to open his set or whatever he'd be like oh I've been on Letterman we'd go Tom Green from the back of the room I mean what a bunch of assholes but the th- I mean what a that's a kick in the dick yeah man. you get the show and then all of a sudden it's like my bum is on your lips my bum is on your lips that's crazy that that happened yeah, I think let me close on this since we're doing resolutions. Let me shut it. Let me shut it down by telling you, I think you should add to now that we've covered it. Uh, I think not only should you be really focusing on your social media work, I think you should just spend more time on social media because. Well, let, let, if, if, if we're talking about spending more time on social media and talking about maybe you know, like promotion, let me just remind everyone that if your New Year's resolution was to come see a comedian do uh, record his 10th, uh, hour in, in his lifetime on his 49th birthday in his home, in the capital city of his home state, then I will be doing shows at the uh, Fitzgerald theater, March 2nd, showtimes six and nine. So I'm going to tell you something, six o'clock, there are just a handful of tickets. I was just going to say this. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, let me, let me, this isn't a plug as much as this is a warning because I was talking to them back at Acme and them tickets are nearly gone for both shows. So if you're sitting around and you've heard this and you're like, hey, I'm going to see this important moment, uh, this, because I, here's the other thing I'll tell you because you won't say this on the show because of uh, your weird combination of ego and self-deprecation. Uh, it's 10. It's, fuck, it's number 10. You've been doing stand-up. Mm. It's number 10. It's meaningful. I know how much you love this hour. And then I know how much you hate it the week after that. But I know how much... <laughs> yeah. I know how much you love this hour. And they're, they, they are not... Those tickets are going to be gone pretty quick here is what they made it seem like. Because like, I was... I'm also trying to film something back home. 
And yeah. I was like, well, how, you know, you guys, Chad hasn't done any promo yet. How are those tickets going? They're like, well, if you need some fucking, what are they? Tell us. Cause they're, so get them while they're hot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's, I just think it's going to be real fun. And here's my impersonation of me as soon as I say goodnight and I'm walking off stage. Well, that fucking joke wasn't finished. <laughs> so anyways, that's how that goes. Maybe that should be your resolution is to, can you become one of those comedians who just believes everything they put on stage is finished? Absolutely not. But what I, what I can do is promise you that that joke wasn't finished will end up in the funeral flyer. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.